What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the North Shore Nine Post Game Show. I am Jim. Joining me today is Neil. Neil, how are you feeling tonight after uh, a David Bednar blown save? I mean, conflicted because, like, overall, if like you told me like the first two games of the Braves series would end like does the score that they were, it would hard to be too mad. But man. Tonight was hard. It was so good for such a long time, but this Braves team is, is they're so good. They're really good. And, and yeah, it's a frustrating loss. Cause like you said, even though Mitch Keller didn't have his a game, you still felt like this was a game that the pirates kind of had in hand for the most part, mm-hmm. really throughout the entirety of the game. Um, just to kind of say here, because we haven't really gone over it yet, but the Pirates lose 8-6 to six today um, to the Braves. David Bednar gives up three runs in the ninth inning. His third straight game of giving up at least one run. Second blown save in three appearances. We'll get to Bednar later on, um, but really just to kind of, uh, kind of go through the day. Um, starting off, Ronald Acuna Jr. hit a bomb to left center yeah. field to open things up. Um, Brian Hayes, three run Homer, um, in the first inning to take the lead, uh, Braves punched back with a couple runs. And then the pirates lumber company came out, Rivas, Palacios, Reynolds, all with solo home runs. Um, and then yeah, Braves just came back. It was six to three at that point. Braves just chipped away at the bullpen and ended up, uh, kind of delivering the final blow in the ninth inning. Where do you want to start? You want to start at the beginning of the game and work our way to the end? Yeah, I guess, the I guess end only fair to start with Keller because yeah. <sighs> Keller is so weird. It's not like he's like had a drop off and stuff like Contreras or like Ortiz. He just can't locate pitches, and you know, so hitters just sit on anything that's not close because it's going to be out of the zone, and just hammer him when it is in the zone. So I don't think it's like a lost cause, but I mean, today wasn't good for Keller and it hasn't been good for a while. You're muted, Jim. (laughs) You're muted. Sorry about that. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't great today. Um, But this was one of those starts where even when he was on, you looked at it at the end of it and was like, you know what? His stuff wasn't really there. His command wasn't there, but he kind of just powered through it and and made it a respectable start. I mean, at the end of the day, five innings, three runs, you know, you look at nine hits off of him, only four strikeouts, definitely not the Keller that we're used to. And uh, yeah, I think that the, the main thing I noticed today with him is just, just not missing as many bats as you're used to seeing. Um, you know, he generated 12 swings and misses today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just seemed like a lot of contact by Braves hitters. And, uh, yeah, they did some damage off of him. Yeah. 
it, it was frustrating too because like I can count at least four hits that were pretty soft contact that like on a normal night do not drop in for hits so like it was better to build off of it against a much better team than like the last start um but yeah he doesn't miss the bats he doesn't strike out as much and i mean he's one of the nl lead lead leaguer, le- leading strikeout guys like i think he's third and so you need him to strike people out he has seven pitches for a reason he needs to miss bats and part of it is just the Braves are really good, like we've said. And part of it is like he hasn't been the same for a solid month now. I would say, yeah, or two months. <laughs> it's it, yeah, it's really been since uh, since like the end of May, which mm-hmm. is when <laughs> which is when he started uh, started kind of heading off a cliff there. Um, still though, like I said, you you pull him after five three runs. You're feeling good about this game. It's six to three yeah. at this point. Um, you put in Ryan Barucki, who has been very, yeah. very effective lately. Um, this is kind of his first, uh, you know, roadblock, road bump, you know, speed bump, whatever you want to call it. But he only gets one out in his uh, appearance in the sixth inning. Mm-hmm. Gives up two runs. Um, gave up a homer. That kind of got the Braves back into the game. Holderman made things dicey too, ending out that inning. He didn't look great. Um, allowed some inherited, uh, allowed at least one inherited runner to score. Gets out of it though with was still the lead. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you never feel good with a one run lead against the Braves after six innings. You, you just can't feel good about that. And you know, for as good as the offense was. And it was good, especially for the lineup that was put out today. You always say six runs should be enough. You kind of want one more insurance run there. And we were so close. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We, yeah. Um, there were, there were, there was a lot of mis- like the pirates could have cashed in more on this, but again, I think they, they did enough to win this game on the offensive side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, just going 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 to Bednar. Before we get to Bednar, I do want to touch on Andre Jackson a little bit. We he's mm-hmm. now we've seen him twice. He went three perfect innings his first first game. Tonight, two perfect innings, four strikeouts. He looks he looks really good. Like he looks like a dude out there. He looks like what Colin Holderman was advertised to be. And he's able to do it for multiple innings, which is just crazy to me. Um, and obviously, you, you don't want to like hop to too many conclusions, right? Like, you don't want to be like, "Yeah, oh yeah, th- this guy is the future." But I mean, that stuff is nasty. <laughs> it's I, nasty, I, and when he's commanding it like he has been these two appearances, like it, mm-hmm. he's literally been unhittable. Yeah, five, was a five perfect innings. I think they said on the broadcasts. Yeah, five perfect yeah. so far. That's crazy. <laughs> like from a waiver claim, waiver claim that we got like a couple days ago. Like it, it, it is. It was really fun to watch him. Like the movement on his pitches was crazy. Um, and you know, I'm assuming his issues in LA were control based. If I had to get, if I had to take a guess, but like he's kind of like Jose Hernandez or like Johan Ramirez, where like when the control is there, they're unhittable. Mm-hmm. I'm just afraid there's going to be a time where the other shoe falls and we're going to start seeing um, what Colin Holderman did tonight 
with yeah. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, not to I mean, be not to be negative, but like that's I, I can't shake that feeling from my head. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at his numbers just recently, especially his AAA numbers. That's where he spent the majority of his time. And yeah, walks have been a big issue for Andre Jackson. Mm-hmm. Now, five innings, like that, five perfect innings. He's around the zone. That just kind of goes to show you, yeah. If he's if the stuff's good enough, where if he's throwing it where he wants to, he can get big league hitters out. Um, maybe this is a, a fundamental change, and he found something. I don't know. He's twenty seven years old. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you never know. But yeah, the the control if that comes back to haunt him, we'll we'll see where this goes. But so far, you gotta like what you see out of him. Yeah. No, I agree. And I mean. You can kind of see because he was working some pretty full counts there, mainly because the Braves are good hitters, but they don't really chase a whole lot. But I mean, you can kind of see like where if like one or two pitches don't go his way, like things can very easily spiral out of control. But you take what you get here. Like what these five innings have been great. Um, and if we happen to have found another guy with like Osvaldo Beto throw ninety eight and can give you two innings, that's pretty cool. You know, yeah. that, that's a, that's a, that's a cool thing to have in the bullpen because the, he basically shut down the seventh and eighth innings and then Bednar happened. <laughs> and with the team that desperately just needs people to pitch innings and not just innings, but like effective innings. So mm-hmm. if he can keep doing this, he will, uh, he will have a spot on this, on this club. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And like that, that is, that is something you is so valuable because most relievers go one inning. And they give you one great inning. Someone who can give you two to three great innings is an actually insane thing to have. Like it, no one really has that. And there's probably a good reason no one has it. Yeah, because if you can go two or three really good innings, they they probably think you can go five or six and you're a starter. So yeah. Um, and, uh, and this front office might try to make him a starter. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you know. He, so he did start some games in Indianapolis. Um, but Indianapolis also at the same time like really likes to use openers. So mm-hmm. like he never went super deep in any game, but you know, he 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 went into the fifth inning, you know, one time, pitched four innings a few times. So yeah, I mean he's he's been stretched out. Okay. Um so Jackson, yeah, I, I see ahead. that. I, I, it really seems like the control falls apart after three innings. Then is what I'm get. What is what I'm gathering? Because like these walk rates when he's starting games is kind of brutal. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so again, he gets the game to the ninth inning, hands the ball over to David Bednar. Let's kind of talk about Bednar because this yeah. is the third straight outing now where he hasn't. Uh, he hasn't even had a clean outing. Like he's given up a run now, three straight appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't looked great really in the last probably two weeks or so, um, just in, in general. But uh, Shelton turns to him today after pitching him Friday, pitching him Saturday, getting him hot on Sunday, but not mm-hmm. putting him in, pitching him Monday, and now going today. So you're either pitching him or getting him hot in the bullpen five straight days now. And I don't know yeah. if that had an effect on tonight's uh, performance. It was the worst. I think we've seen David Bednar all year from a um, results standpoint. And mm. you can kind of look at like how it came to be, but three runs from Bednar, he blows his third save of the year. Should we be concerned at all about him? 
I don't think so. Only because, you know, we're spoiled with David Bednar. It's like one of the very few places that we're spoiled. He has been so blocked down and so money for like the entire year that he was bound to have some, because like some sort of like cold stretch, I'd say. And so I think it's a mix of we keep trying to go back to him because we don't really have anyone reliable in the pen to go to. Like in, when we get to this ninth inning, who do you go to to get three outs that you feel really good about. I think that's kind of what's going through Shelton's head. Um, but also, he had like a .6 ERA until like the All-Star break or something ridiculous. Like, like, like that when like save situations yeah. outside of like a blow up against the Mets. So like, I think he's going to be fine. We kind of saw this last year. Every reliever, I think, goes through some rough patches. I don't know if anyone saw the Orioles game, but Felix Bautista, who's probably the best closer in baseball, just blew up and gave a grand slam away to the Astros. So, like, I am not worried because I don't think 34-year-old Kevin Pollar is going to pull that fastball into left field like that very often. I don't. Yeah, I um, I mean, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think there's really too much cause for concern just yet. Now, if we're two more weeks from now and we're still seeing Bednar struggle, yeah. then you know maybe there's something something to, to to read into a little bit there. But I'm with you. Like I think he's just kind of going through a rough patch. It happens. He's been pitching a lot lately. Give him the day off tomorrow. Maybe give him the day off after that. Like just just give him a you know couple days rest, uh, mm-hmm. and then hopefully he's back to his normal self. But. uh it's uh, it, it does suck though when you have such a lockdown guy like Ben mm. Art and you use him in a situation like this, and uh, you know you now know like Ben Art's not available tomorrow. Like he's not yeah. available tomorrow. You, you, you can't use him tomorrow. Yeah. So so it's just like that that thing where you really wish you could have taken advantage of your of your opportunity to win a ball game today. Yeah. Tomorrow, if you're in the same situation, you're not going to be able to turn to to someone like David Ben no, and like, I mean, it, it, you can't. You probably can't call him off for Thursday, but he could really just use a three-day break. Um, I guess. Uh, how do we blame Shelton for going to Bednar in the ninth there? So I, um, I semi-joked, like let Andre Jackson have the ninth in the uh, in the Discord, mm-hmm. and you know what? If if they would have done that, I don't know if I would have been totally opposed to it. Just because of Bednar's usage, yeah. But here's the thing: if David Bednar says he's good to go, and like you mm. think he's good to go, then you go with David Bednar. Like he's yeah. he's your all star. He's your best guy out there. You win with your best guy. You lose with your best guy. So I'm I'm not gonna blame uh, that that decision to put him in. No. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I think I'm more of the thing where like we already had the burn through so many good relievers who already didn't do well today. So like usually your backup would be Holderman, but he was gone in the six. Like I think our options were what Selby to make his major league debut. Yeah. Major league debut. (laughs) One run (laughs) game to save against the best team in baseball. Yeah. I guess we could have gone to no Moretta's on the IL. Moretta's on the IL. Could have gone to hatch hatch. uh, (laughs) Um, Maybe available. Maybe was because Majin- I, I don't I actually did Majinski pitch the last two days. So Majinski pitched yesterday and Majinski pitched the day before. Yeah, so he wasn't okay. available. Perdomo yeah. threw twenty four pitches yesterday. Yeah, like yeah, there, you, you, 
honestly, like again, I would not have been mad if we let per um Jackson go a third. Yeah. Because I get it. Like you don't want to run Bednar's arm into the ground, but I I that couldn't have been an easy choice to make. I feel and it blew up in our faces. It just sucks. It sucks because yeah. So you you kind of blew a David Bednar outing and you lost, and now you can't go to him tomorrow. So if the if the Pirates want to look to uh, to to split this series at least, um, they're gonna have to do so without Bednar from here on out. Yeah, most likely. But um, considering he's been bad recently, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Maybe. Because now you get Majinski back tomorrow. You can try out Selby. Um, you can hopefully maybe have Holderman come on. I mean, I don't know. I still don't know if I want to call Ryan Barucki a good pitcher, but he's been good. <laughs> he's been good. But Barucki's now on back to back days too. So. Oh, okay. So he's good. Yeah, never mind. So yeah, yeah it's uh, you'll have Perdomo, Hernandez tomorrow. But yeah, you're gonna just have to rely on other guys now to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on the pitching before we switch over to the, uh, the hitting? I don't think so. Um, I think, I think that six inning was the thing that killed us. And I hope Acuna is okay. I'll say that much, but I don't have anything else. (laughs) Actually, yeah, we didn't even mention that. So Ronald Acuna Jr. gets hit by, um, he was hit by uh, Holderman. Yeah, Holderman. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets taken out of the game, looked like um, like kind of hit him on his elbow, x-rays negative, so he seems to be okay based off of what the Braves are saying. All right. But a little interesting, though, because Holderman was wild that hole of bat, like mm-hmm. threw one in on Acuna before that, then hit him. The Braves have kind of been known as a team to to not just like let you do that to Ronald Acuna Jr. either. I feel like Jose Urena has like permanently scarred them every single time Acuna gets hit. They're just like they're going to retaliate. Um, yeah, so <laughs> just a storyline to kind of look at for tomorrow. Perhaps we didn't see mm-hmm. any sort of retaliation today, but yeah, you knock Ronald Acuna Jr. out of the game, you kind of expect something to come your way. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's not McCutcheon. Uh, that's all I have to say, because I think, unfortunately, McCutcheon's old enough that he might break if he gets, like, 95, 97 to the back. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hope that let's hope that whatever retaliation does take place doesn't doesn't end up in any injury, because it's probably coming. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah. uh, but Pirates offense. So we, we mentioned the Acuna homer in the mm. first inning. Um, Pirates got down one to nothing. They uh, they they got some things going there in the first inning, and someone who's just been we've just been begging to show us any sign of life recently. Q. Brian Hayes three run just just crushed it yeah uh, to left field to give the Pirates a three one lead. Uh, his uh, I think it was his seventh homer of the season. I'll uh, double check that. Um, but uh, sixth homer, sixth homer yeah. of the season, but. He had, let's talk about Hayes, because he had a really good game today. He had that home. Yeah. Um, he doubled uh, later in the game. He drew a walk, so was on base three times, drove in those three runs. Uh, best game we've seen from Cabrian Hayes in quite some time. Is it, Hayes back? Is Hayes it, back? He's not. He's not. <laughs> but, um, he frustrates me. When he pulls out home runs like that, 
it makes the rest of his at bats where he looks pathetic make me even angrier. <laughs> like the day before, he, he I remember the last time he played, he had four at bats and y'all looked so uncompetitive. And I think we mentioned this before the pregame. This is his first walk since May. See, so you said that during the game. Um, yeah. And I didn't believe you. Like, I thought you were just joking. <laughs> no, I, I wish I was. <laughs> and like, I went back and I just looked. So he did walk in a game on July 6th. Oh, okay. My bad. But since he did not walk in the month of June, I didn't realize this. He had 83 at bats in June and didn't draw a walk. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah, May 22nd was his last walk before then. Especially for a team that prides itself on taking so many pitches. Yeah. It's, it's, it actually blows my mind. No, like it does. That blows my mind <laughs> because like I knew that it's been bad for him. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. And it, it, tonight was nice. I I need a month of this. I need a month of Cabrian Hayes hitting like this before I'm willing to ever say something about him being back ever again. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we've we've seen these like short spurts where you mm-hmm. see these glimpses, and I think that's what makes Cabrian Hayes such. You mentioned it before, like when you see that swing on the homer, it, it makes him so frustrating because, like, you look at him and you're like, this dude should be able to play baseball and he should be able to hit the ball. Mm-hmm. And and he just shows you those glimpses every now and then, but he can't seem to put things together consistently. I, I mentioned this on uh, Starbucks, but he's one of the guys that I really like. We need to see some life out of him down this down this stretch, yeah. because otherwise, all he is is just a third base Austin Hedges. Yeah, I mean, he, he, I don't want to give him Austin Hedges levels because his. WRC plus is to like 60 points higher. <laughs> um, but, and if the Pirates were able to spend money, you can live with Cabrian Hayes and build the lineup around him. Mm-hmm. But as things stand right now, you can't roll with this. And I guess the other issues are only other third baseman is a Cabrian Hayes clone who doesn't hit the ball and is a really good fielder. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you you need Cabrian Hayes. You I, I don't know what's what they're doing. Um, I know they talked about the toe tap a little while back. I think. He, do you think he's listening to his family too much? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it is. He's. It's his entire approach to to offense that just seems off. And mm-hmm. and like I said, you see glimpses of it, like spring training this year. We kind of saw like his approach change because. His actual mm-hmm. approach was different, and then as soon as the regular season came came about, he just reverted right back to the same old Cabrian Hayes we've seen the last few years. But yeah. um, again, great game today. Got to give him props for that. Mm-hmm. But you you need more consistency out of Cabrian Hayes. I agree, and it, him again. Like we mentioned, we've said it a hundred times before. Like him becoming even like a league average bat would be so big. <laughs> like <laughs> we're not we're not asking for much. Yeah. If if he's a league average hitter, Neil, he's a he's a five win player. Yeah, probably like one hundred percent. He's an all star. He's a perennial all star mm-hmm. if he's a league average player. Like he needs to learn how to consistently hit the ball hard in the air. He's figured out the launch angle. He can hit the ball hard, but he can't do the two things together. We need to see that. Like I don't. I, I'm not a hitting coach. I don't know how you fix that. 
get him the yep. drive line, get get him go do something, but something. <laughs> I agree. So so Hayes with the home run. Um, we'll talk about Alfonso Rivas. Um, Alfonso Rivas, uh, his second home run since being acquired. Uh, he now he's been here a week. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't change like his entire career up to this point, but like, can Alfonso Rivas be a serviceable first baseman for the rest of the season? For the rest of the season, sure. Do I think he's going to be like a long term option? I, I I don't think so. I wouldn't think so either. I think the strikeout rates are too high. Um, maybe. If you want, like you bring him in as like a platoon bat next year at first base. But I mean, he's played 13 games this season. <laughs> and every time he's been in the major, strikeouts have been a massive, massive problem. So I'll be happy to be proven wrong. But I mean, I'm happy he homer today, but I have no idea if I, I have no idea if he's going to be a good major league baseball player or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you mentioned the strikeout, right? He hit the homer today, but he also struck out twice. Strikeout rate is up to 33.3% on the season. Uh, but that was his, uh, again, his second homer in 39 plate appearances. So, yeah. The you live with there. a 33% strikeout rate if you're homering once every five games. Yeah. <laughs> you take that every game of the week. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, the powers there, I can, I can see why we went after him, a guy like him in like a Choi return. Um, but especially with the Andy Haynes approach to offense, I think he's going to really struggle to hit consist in any real consistency. Yeah. I think that's a safe bet just kind of based off of his career to this point. But, uh, but again, yeah. we'll, we'll see. He should get a lot of playing time, you know, from now until the end of the year, mm-hmm. give us a little bit more of an idea of who he is. Uh, so, so yeah, Rivas homering second time back. Um, after that, Josh Palas, leadoff hitter Josh Palacios, who Donardo loves to just just <laughs> destroy. Um, solo homer in the fifth gives the Pirates a five three lead. Neil, I would love for for Josh Palacios to be a good player. Like he's so like, he's he's an enjoyable person to to root for. Mm-hmm. Homers today. That insane catch over the railing today. Yeah, he made it. He, that was right before the homer, too. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes makes a really nice catch to end the top half of the fifth and kind of, you know, that that made Keller eligible for the win right there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, comes back out the bottom half, hits that home run. His weighted runs created plus. Josh it's not good, right? It's not good. It uh, skyrockets to 75 <laughs> on the season. Uh, yeah. It's I, uh, good. Like, he gets the job done in that bat, but they're going to have to find something to do with that leadoff spot long-term long and even short-term. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't see, and I'm sure they have their reasons for it. I would just put Kutch there. Yeah, I feel absolutely. like that's a nice, I think that's a nice consistent bat who can get on base. Um, or if you're if you're trying to get most people at bats, like you know, throw Endy in the leadoff spot. You know, like and Endy is not like a huge power guy. Like I feel like he could he could thrive from having as many at bats as possible. But I mean, yeah, it worked out tonight. 
and I could take my little victory laps tonight. Um, but you don't want Josh Palacios batting leadoff every single night if you want to be a team winning baseball games. And the fact that we almost won a game with Josh Palacios leading off is pretty fun. Yeah, he's um, the best team in the league, too. But but he's not good. Like, And I know he's kind of like a cult classic. He's not a good baseball player. No. He's, no, not, good. he's not good defensively. The bat's not there. He's he's a quad A player. Yeah, I don't even know if he's a quad A player, honestly. <laughs> um, no, he's he's demolishing Triple A baseball this year. So yeah, we can give him that title. Um, him and Miguel Duhar can be elected into the Indianapolis Indians Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, like that's he he is him and Andujar kind of probably very similar in in talent at this point. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you there, like. It, Worked out tonight as far as he, he got the homer. Other bats didn't do anything. I, I I agree with you. Andrew McCutcheon should be in that leadoff spot day in, day out, as many times as possible. Mm-hmm. He's got a 380 on base percentage. He's also kind of lost a little bit as far as like the power in his bat. So like he really doesn't make sense to be in that three spot. Like put him in that mm-hmm. one spot where he can be really valuable for the other guys. Um that's that's who I would put in there just because he seems to be best suited for that position, but yeah. I mean, um, I mean like, like it, 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 he got on base tonight again, right? Uh, McCutcheon got on twice tonight. Walked yeah. Twice. It's like McCutcheon got on twice today, a big yeah. walk in the ninth, but it's like, he's on a pretty good hitting streak. Like it, 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 that's someone like you put at the top of your lineup and he will get you on base. And yeah. you know, Brian Reynolds has been really, really good recently. So he can start knocking guys in. So yeah, I mean, again, um, I don't hate playing Josh Palacios against a bad righty because clearly like the lefty righty matchup is there. Um, but I also get that, you know, Henry Davis should not be having multiple nights off in a week. And I, I can, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 either we're trying to win games this season or we're not. And I don't know if you agree with this, but basically what I was thinking is that they are just trying to play as many guys as possible to see what they have. And that's the only rational explanation I can think of for why ND and Davis and Piguero are all getting this many days off. I get that, but like you're giving them days off for people who you do you really need to see any more of these guys? Like, do you need to see any more of Josh Palacios? Do you need to see any more of Jason? Yeah. Do you need to see any more of? Names Connor Joe, like you don't have to. Like, like Connor Joe, I think is a, is a, is one of the better players on this team. If you look at the roster right now, but oh, you, you, don't, you don't need you don't need to, you don't need to see any more of Connor Joe. So yeah, I, I get that, but I also think, especially since like this would be a perfect game if you're not if you're if you have to start Jason Delay at catcher, right? Perfect game to put Endy at first base. Absolutely. But yep. I do, I do think that because we're probably not bringing back Choi or Santana next season because that almost never happens, they're probably saying, "Hey, can we fill first base internally with Alfonso Rivas?" And the answer is probably no. But they want to see if they can do that, kind of like a Yoshi Sasugo situation a couple of years ago, I think. Um, because again, I can't think of a better reason as to why you would sit your top guys as often as they are, unless you're just afraid of getting them hurt. I think that's absolutely right. I think they do want to see what they have in Rivas. Like I'm sure they saw something in them when they acquired him, but 
I, I would imagine they're they're wanting to see as much as him as possible heading down the stretch here. Um, so after Palacios homers, Brian Reynolds, they go back to back. Brian Reynolds has been on a tear. Neil. Brian Reynolds looks like the guy that we we want him to look like. He looks so good. <laughs> He's even showing emotion. He's having fun playing baseball again. <laughs> um, like first time ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he's been he's been great. Um, I think he's been two playing hits, better in two hits and a walk today. By the way, two hits and a walk. Nice. Two, two for four with a walk and a home run today. Yeah, I mean, you cannot ask any more from him. He's hitting the ball hard. He's not striking out as much. I am so happy because <laughs> he hasn't. He didn't look like himself, and I think, I think he was just hurt. I think that was the big thing. That could have been it. That definitely could have been it. Um, but yeah, this is now, this is, this is now like a two, almost three week stretch now where mm-hmm. Brian Reynolds is looking really good. Uh, another guy who I mentioned on Monday, like down the stretch, you need more out of Brian Reynolds. Like you need Brian Reynolds to play above that contract that he's getting. Cause you, yeah. you don't sign Brian Reynolds that, that contract to be a two and a half win player for the rest of his career. Yeah. Sign no, Brian no. Reynolds, that contract to be a four or five win player. Mm-hmm. for the rest of his career so and um, it's not really fair to him but we're, we're gonna stop giving out big contracts if they don't perform to what we need them to perform so it's a, there's a bit of un, yeah. uh, unfair pressure on him but that's true i didn't even think of that <laughs> angle like if this doesn't work out the pirates are never signing someone long term ever again not to a hundred million dollars ever um i mean maybe they do cruise maybe but like um yeah no we need him to be good and he has yeah. an let me put it this way. This has been the worst year since 2020 for Brian Reynolds and his OPS is nine points under 800. Like he, we, we were spoiled, but we forgot. He's still a really good baseball player. Yeah. Weighted runs created plus up to 113 now on the season. So not, not quite where he was last year, but he's, he's kind of inching up to that. I think when we, re- when we really started kind of paying attention to, Mm-hmm. to Reynolds and needing to uh to be better. He was kind of hovering around that like 102 103 weight yeah. rated plus. Mm-hmm. So he's he's getting to a much better spot there. Yeah, and I, I think you can see that the Pirates are winning more when Brian Reynolds is hitting the baseball. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's not rocket science. Yep, exactly. So um that's about it for today's game. Anything else you want to add? Um no. Uh, that, that, no, I'm good. I mean, let's I be talk good. about Jack Sawinski going 0 for 5 with two strikeouts. <sighs> yeah. Um, he's been bad for a while now. He's been really bad. So he is – so he did get a hit yesterday. He's now 1 for 25 in August. <sighs> I didn't realize it was that bad. 1 for 25 in August with one – Total base, one single, not so, even a walk. Now he's got he's got uh he's got five walks. Okay, there we. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but it's been since July like six. Like it has been over a month of this at this point. Yeah, where he has been playing atrocious baseball, and he's not even providing that much value because he's not a good defensive center fielder, and it's not his fault. He should be playing right field, and it's not his fault he's being played in center field every day, but. Yeah, he's been atrocious, and 
this is why he's so polarizing and people can like people can get upset about that but like he's you can't have him disappear for an entire month you can't he's the most frustrating like he's gonna have a three-win season Mm-hmm. Unless he c- continues this for the rest of the year, but he won't. He'll get hot for a five-game stretch at some oh, point. Oh yeah, what he always does, right? Like he's gonna have a three-win season this year. He's gonna end up with a with a you know an OPS somewhere around eight fifty, like eight twenty-five, like in the eight hundreds, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just like so frustrated with this guy because he provides negative value to you ninety percent of the time. Yeah. But then like you look on paper, you look at his stats and you're like, this should be a good baseball player that you want to see mm-hmm. batting in, you know, big time situations. And he's like the last person you want to see on a night in night out basis. Yeah. How much confidence did you have when he came up with two outs in the ninth to get anything? None. Yeah. No the same. Like, I mean, I was more surprised he didn't strike out. Um, but no, he's the perfect of man. If you'd never watch a single game of Pirates baseball, you will say, how could Pirates fans like be upset about him? <laughs> but if you watch the Pirates every single day, then you know that like he's good for like a week, a month. And he when in that week, he is the best player in baseball. And yep. so he will he'll f- fall ass backward into three win seasons without any real good explanation <laughs> i don't get it yeah it's it's wild like last year it was the whole home away split thing this year it's it's whatever this is he's just a strange baseball player one of the strangest baseball players i've ever watched and i think it just hurts because when we were entering like those for that first week of july it was he was being pretty consistent. Like he what he he had some valleys, but like he would slump for like a week. But that's pretty normal. Like everyone has bad weeks. And it's like, oh, he is finally turning that corner in his development. Mm-hmm. And then this entire month of July and August happened. And correct me if I'm wrong, this happened last year too. Like he didn't have a good July or August to the point where he got sent down. Yep. Yeah. So he got sent down during pretty much the like the summer. Yeah, like it, it, you can't. We we need him to take a step forward because right now he's playing himself into being a fourth outfielder platoon bat. Yeah, so uh, his uh, his peak was June thirteenth. On June thirteenth, he had mm-hmm. a uh, a nine twenty four OPS. <laughs> yeah, and it's just kind of steadily been going down since then. It is now down to an eight eleven OPS. Let's. Well, before today and he went over five today so i'm sure it's down another 10 points or so he's now below 800 no oh, well there we go 799 <laughs> so that ops has dipped 130 points in almost two months yeah and like you know he was never a 900 ops player like even in your wildest dreams he's not that but this fall has been brutal to watch. It, yep. it, ha- it hasn't been fun. And especially since he's batting fourth or third every day or lead off yeah. for some reason. <laughs> he does walk. Yeah, yeah. he does. Uh-huh. All right. Well, Hey, let's get out of here. We've been talking yeah. for 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> so pirates lose pirates lose eight to six. So the C the series is now uh, split 
tied one to one. Game three is tomorrow. Max Freed versus Quinn Priester. <sighs> Very. That sounds awful. <laughs> hey, both pitchers. There are com- both pitchers have more wins than losses, right? All so right. I mean, again, we also said that about yeah. Osvaldo Beto versus right. Spencer Strider. So we'll, we'll Priester, keep- <laughs> Priester two and one, Freed three and one. We don't have to look at the rest of the stats. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> matchup. Um, that's that game's going to be at seven oh five tomorrow. We'll have the post game show on after that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all we got. Pirates lose eight to six. Thanks everyone for uh, tuning in, and we will see you tomorrow. Hey, you all! Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot. But if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.